on my heart. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be listening from. It is evening time over here, so I'm going to have to be a little bit quieter than normal. Today, I would like to discuss four main topics. Number one, provide you with a feather feather update. Number two, discuss the World Cup. Number three, touch on politics briefly. And number four, discuss burden sharing. So starting with a feather fluffing update, I'm pleased to report my ankle is doing much better. Thank you so much for the prayers. I'm so encouraged by the improvement. It isn't 100%, but it is to where I can do exercise now. I haven't yet done a long run or actually any running for that matter, but I have done a few hit sessions. Um, so based off of how I felt after that, I, I feel I'm in good stead. The other day I went um, uh, to the park and I started doing the hanging crunches again. And let me tell you, it was a shock to the system. <laughs> People, if you haven't done exercise for weeks, it's shocking anyway. But basically, considering where I left off, which was I was on doing around... 99 to 100 per session so that was the breakdown into five sets of 20 or three sets of 33 so i went to the park i literally did 33 in total the end <laughs> i did 15 8 and then 10 and i was done so um i have recently discovered that in my weeks of not doing anything while my ankle has been recovering I have gained half a stone, so I think that has contributed to the struggles of me trying to do them again. But I am pleased to report that I'm now up to doing, um, what did I do, three sets of 20, so I can do 60. So I'm feeling a little encouraged, even though I have a long way to go to get back to where I was before. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a real situation. Uh, what else have I got in that world? Oh yes, also I... Um, what should I do? Swimming. So swimming back in the pool. I've only had one session so far, but my breaststroke is still good. I increased the distance and duration massively compared to where I left off. So I'm feeling encouraged there. My technique does really need to be improved because, <laughs> you know, as you're in the pool swimming, you can see what other people are doing um, underwater. And yes, let's say my technique has a way to be improved, but the fact that I can, you know, swim for longer and, you know, just breathe better. I'm, well, obviously outside of water, but my breathing is improved. Gives me encouragement. I haven't yet done, um, what is it called? The front crawl. So that is what I'm next up to attempt to do because who knows where that is. But I left off when I was doing it with the snorkel. So I plan to go back and continue with my snorkel and then... <laughs> like a big girl take off the braces um like you do on your bike take off the snorkel and try to do it on my own and the goal is if i can at least do like 200 meters like even if it's not that good a technique then i can improve on that but my goal is to be able to at least do that minus using um, a snorkel so go ahead and pray for yourself when it comes to that now the other thing to do with featherland is I've had a bit of a wobble is the best way to put it so I wasn't too sure 
how, how this was going to impact my quest um, to get into Feverland. So I really was boohooing about that recently. But then I was just like, you know what, I actually haven't yet been rejected by them. So <laughs> based off of that, um, I still have a chance. So I, in my mind, I'm like, you know what, Vic, despite this, you know, additional recent hurdle, until you've had an official rejection, you still have a chance. So I'm still going to try, basically, is what I'm putting out there. So please do continue to pray with me on that quest. Um, to, to get into Featherland. It's looking significantly harder, but you never know. You never know. I'm going to stay hopeful and try. So next up, I'd like to discuss the World Cup in all of its glory. Oh my goodness. I am so happy that it's back on. There are few things in this world that unite people so much in such a happy way as football does on a national level. I you know, it's just, I just love it. I absolutely love it. And like for me personally, besides the rooting on your team, and let me pause and say, I'm so happy that England and Wales are in the World Cup. I am wishing them both luck, rooting them on. And I do secretly hope one day that we will have um, Scotland, England, Wales, Northern Ireland, and Ireland in the World Cup. So. I know this seems a bit far-fetched, but I'm keeping my fingers crossed that in my lifetime, I will see that. But anyway, moving back to the World Cup at the moment, it's just fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. And it's just, you know, you just, for those few moments, those few minutes, you know, we're all in it together. <laughs> we're all rooting our team one together. And it's lovely. Even the upsets, like the victories where the teams that are rated not that good when they win, I'm so happy for them too because it's just nice. And um, what was the what was the other thing? Yes, youthfulness. So it just yeah, it reminds me of youthfulness because when I was younger, like at uni and stuff, like you go and you watch football with your mates, and it's just such a joyful time. Like you're standing on tables, you're shouting, you're jumping around, and you know you can still do that as an adult. But you may not do that as much. <laughs> so when World Cup comes around. You know, you're free to do all of these things that maybe you haven't done in a while, like standing on tables and screaming your head off in public. But anyway, um, and when I was thinking about um, just like the youthful aspect, I thought about bundles. So this is a side note. So back when I was in senior school and high school type of age, it's mainly a guy thing. And for those of you who don't know what a bundle is, it's basically when one person lays down on the ground and loads of people jump on top of them. So <laughs> in your class, you, you know, just like if somebody scores a goal, someone might do that. Or just at break time, people just like playing around and like kids just bundle each other. And it's all fun and games if you are near the top. And so it's usually guys that did it. Occasionally, my girls would like jump on near the end at the top and then the teacher would break it up. So I was thinking about there was one time where <laughs> for some unfortunate reason I was like the third person in the bundle and so everybody else in the class like piled on top and let me tell you it is like you are fighting for your life if you <laughs> are near the bottom of the bundle. I had no appreciation of that situation beforehand because I was always at the top like laughing my head off 
if you are at the bottom, you are actually getting crushed. So you are willing that teacher on to find y'all and break up the bundle. Um, so yeah, so just in terms of youthfulness, I just kind of thought that when I was thinking about football. So I thought I would share, just in case any of you guys have experienced bundles, <laughs> you can relive that experience. Um, so yeah, so I hope you continue to enjoy the World Cup as I am and continue to root on your team and your favourite players. So now moving on from this, I would like to discuss briefly politics, starting in the US. Um, congratulations to the Republicans for taking back the House of Representatives and also well done to the Democrats for holding on to the Senate. So those victories are significant, so congratulations to both sides. And then also, um, I just wanted to say a thank you to Madam Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who is stepping down. And she is one of my idols. And I, you know, I just think she's just such a good role model in terms of pulling together the different fractions and pushing legislation through. And yeah, I just honestly, I really rate her. And, um, you know, she was the first woman to ever hold the speakership. So that in itself says a lot. And I just know she's going to continue to use her X-Man powers to do good in the world. And I thought of the sermon that T.D. Jakes uh, preached not too long ago, long ago called Velvet Gloves. And he mentions the phrase that Napoleon coined, which is um, an iron fist in velvet gloves. And that kind of reminds me of Nancy um, in terms of like having a softer side, but then also being hardcore. So thank you, Madam Speaker, for all that you did. And I will also share the sermon for um, TD Jakes because it is really, really good. And actually, I should potentially listen to that tonight, maybe too. So moving to the UK and um, just wanted to say a welcome to our new Prime Minister, Rishi Sunak, so he's been there for a couple of weeks, I think it is now. Um, he is the first um, British Prime Minister who is Asian, which is a big deal. And obviously, given all of the challenges that we're having, I really, you know, wish him and his team all the best to kind of, you know, help us out because we need good leadership at this time. So then... Moving on from that, I did want to touch on... Okay, yeah, so still staying in the politics land, actually, um, and actually staying with the UK. Like, just in terms of some of the challenges we face, I'll touch on these briefly. So, um, recently, as maybe a majority of you know, the predicted economic growth outlook for the UK over the next two years is not looking that great. And um, I was just thinking around targeted migration. Now, I know today the figures have been released saying that UK's net migration is at an all-time high. And, you know, there's migration. Immigration is such a massive topic, so I really cannot do it justice in these few minutes that I have to talk on the subject. But I just wanted to highlight aspects of targeted migration. And there's an INF podcast that I listened to not too long ago, which was by Giovanni, no, it was, yeah, Giovanni Perry um, is who's actually speaking. He's an economist. And it's really interesting how he pitches how targeted migration can be used. And also this week, 
no, I think it was last week actually, um, Tony Danka, who is the Director General of the Confederation of British Industries, also touched on the need for targeted migration and how it can help the economy grow. So like at the moment in the UK, we have a need for additional doctors, nurses, people in the social care sector and um, fruit pickers. So these are all areas that we can kind of target and then get people over specifically to do these roles. That's basically how this is pitched. Now, this alone <laughs> is, is not a solution in totality, like the whole system um, needs to be reviewed. So I will share the BBC article which kind of goes over um, migration as of today and shares like some of the thoughts and um, maybe in a few weeks time I'll actually do something a bit longer to break down um, migration. So part of my master's, actually my master's was on immigration so I have I have a view of what goes on I won't say I know everything I really do not and there's so many different things in terms of um, the asylum system uh, illegal migration then how you manage legal migration but there is where there is a lot of difficulty or um, where things aren't working there's always room for opportunities basically so that's the way um, I see things where things are looking like there is there is a mess there is room for opportunity, innovation, and to do things better. So there's hope, uh, even though it may not be difficult. But I will share the link so you can hear from people who are far more experienced and educated in this area and expand on the topic a bit further. And um, the other thing I want to touch on, which is still in UK land, is just around uh, the impacts of Brexit. Now, I'm going to share a link, which is a, a really helpful um, video that the Financial Times put together. And that really breaks down everything that I'm trying to say at a high level now. But how do I put this? So the thing is, so much has happened over the last few years in terms of we faced a pandemic, the spike in inflation, and then also the war in Europe and the impact that has had on energy supplies and food security and so forth. So there's so many things that we have gone through that at the time of Brexit, you know, couldn't have been predicted. So that that has obviously had an impact in our standing as of where we are today and how you kind of face things. But then there is now um, research has been done and you can see evidence of what the impact Brexit alone is doing and how this is playing out um, in our economy and so forth and one of the things that I'm hoping to see more of and this may already exist I've heard a few people say a few things but what I'm hoping um, for our government or our leaders or whoever is to kind of pitch things but with a real clear understanding of the negative impact that Brexit is actually having on our economy and this isn't from the viewpoint of trying to do finger pointing to be like oh, I, you know, you voted leave, we should have stayed, none of this, like, we're really beyond all of this now. It's just more of a point of, okay, this is our reality, like, this is the, the impact that Brexit is having that is negative. What are we going to do to address that situation? Because at the moment, I find, and I could be wrong here, I don't hear, or I haven't heard enough talk 
around this. And I know it's because Brexit was such a divisive um, time for our country and people still have incredibly strong views about what should be done and you know how we should go about it. So maybe people don't want to touch the subject. But the reality is we're in a really serious economic situation. Like the next two years are going to be very difficult. And the best way to come up with solutions um, is to engage people in some of the realities we're facing. Hopefully <laughs> that makes sense. But I will, again, share the FT video and you can kind of see what I'm trying to say. And also, it's not that I don't think people out there are not doing things. I know there's many people working very hard. It's just, I think, um, or just for me personally, I don't hear enough on that this is, these are the negative impacts and this is how we're addressing each of these things. Um, and it may be like, I don't know, maybe some of the... What, what could be done, you know, is not easy, basically. That may be why there's, there's not so much around that. But I just wanted to share my views and just highlight my thoughts um, in that area. So now, moving on to the last thing I wanted to talk about, which is burden sharing. So for this, I am just going to speak from my heart. And um, so I'm not too sure what's going what's gonna to come out here. But I did... And I was actually debating whether I would, you know, what I would say in this because because um, I wasn't too sure I wouldn't cry. So I was like, okay, will I be able to make it through it? You know, is it wise to get on the mic right now? You know, will I look back at this and think, what was I thinking? Who knows, my friends, who knows? But I will go ahead and just um, share a little bit. Um, so recently... I've had to share um, just some of my struggles with people that I love. And I had actually really not shared um, one of them before because I didn't want the other person to have to carry the burden with me. But in the end, it's resulted in me sharing my struggles and um, so other people can help. And it, it's just been awful. And it's awful in the sense that it's just difficult sometimes to have to share something with someone when you know that they're going to be in pain because you're struggling too. Sorry, I'm crying, I can't, I can't help it. So, I was there and it was just, it was difficult to me in this one of the person in particular were there, we're both crying. And after I've shared and they're trying to tell me to be so, be strong and so forth and they're in pieces also. And And the thing that came out of it was, 
like one thing that you kind of forget is you know that people have love for you and obviously you love them but that is a testament to the closeness of your relationship with someone when they can be in the trenches with you and there's been many times I have done that for others and obviously many times people have done that for me and they're there for me at this particular time and then they reminded me actually <laughs> as we're there crying and they were like you know what Victoria like you've overcome so much and you will overcome this and then they reminded me of a time they visited me when I was a student when I was studying and technically I still have two exams to repeat so I am still a student but they reminded me um, when they came to visit me and I was struggling and it was one winter not too long ago and they came to my flat and they were like you had no heating because my boiler had kicked it so I had no heating no hot water no food <laughs> it was it was bad <laughs> I did have electricity and so I tried to have like a what's its name a little blower because I couldn't use the gas heating um, and I was boiling water to fill containers to then take a shower and it was just so rough because my flat doesn't have double blazing either so I was I was so cold I was wrapped in like so many layers and they were just saying how they admired the fact that I was still still on my desk studying and I made it through those sets of exams, even though the conditions were really rough. And obviously they bought me food <laughs> for that day. <laughs> they bought me food for a few days. And um, then I was just sitting there, and so we're just praying and just talking of everything. And then I was reminded of Daniel in the Bible, or the book of Daniel, shall we say. And you know, there's two stories with Daniel, those of you who are Christians, that you can look at. So... One is when Daniel got put into a lion's den and, you know, God sent his angel and, like, closed the lion's mouth and he survived that. And the other one is when Shamrach, Meshach and Abednego were in the furnace. And, when, you know, they got put into a furnace, things looked bleak, but, you know, someone else was there in the furnace with them. And so I was reminding this person I was talking to of these stories in the Bible. And I was like, you know what? Sometimes we just go through things we genuinely don't understand and just like when we think life really can't get worse you know you get really booted in fact when you were down <laughs> when you were down you can really get booted some more and you know when it rains it can really pour so that is basically where I'm at but um I was just encouraged so even in the heartbreak of that situation which is very real there was just encouragement and it just comes back to my foundation and my belief in Christ as my Lord and Saviour and also that that will to just fight through. So no matter what you are potentially facing at this time, I just want you to know things are not rosy for me at this moment and I'm still trying people. I'm still trying and I'm still believing for a better tomorrow. So whenever you listen to this podcast, whenever it may be, I would like you to do a couple of things for me. Number one, go ahead and boo-hoo. If that's what you need to do, go ahead and boo-hoo. 
Number two, I want you to remind yourself of your past victories. So all of these hard times and hardships where you thought truly things looked bleak and you didn't know how you made it through, but you went ahead and you made it through. Remind yourself of your past victories. And then I want you to think about your blessings for the day that you were grateful for. And really, there's a lot of things to be grateful for in life, whether it is, you know, if, you're, if your body's functioning well, if you have people in your life who love you, you know, even, you know, even if there's areas like where things are, you know, raw, like maybe the person you love doesn't love you, or, you know, you've got heartbreak over here, but, you know, your body, you've, you know, had bad news in terms of your health, no matter what it is that you're going through, there will be other things to be grateful for. So I really want you to think on whatever those other things are to be grateful for and go ahead and say thanks for them. Then, I need you to listen to some music that makes you happy. <laughs> this could be worship songs, or it could just be rock or rap where people are getting tossed out left, right and centre. It doesn't matter. I want you to listen to some music that makes you happy. And I want you to know that things will get better, but you have got to continue trying and fighting. It's never, ever an option to give up. Okay, bye.